Yo, yo, yo. Welcome on into the Sports on Tap podcast. It's two brothers, as always. I'm Sammy. And I'm George. What's going on? Welcome on in, y'all. Happy, what is it? November 8th. Happy November 8th to everyone. We got a y'all going. Very southern of George today. Big, big y'all, y'all guy. You, y'all, you all. I mean, what do, you, what do you usually say? I don't think everyone says you all, right? I think y'all, they say that it's southern, right? And it is. It is. It, it started in the south. But I think everyone says y'all now. But they don't do it of a slang. Like a, what is it called? A drawl, right? A southern drawl. Yeah, I don't know. I, I never say y'all in person. I text it a lot. Like, yeah. good to see y'all. Uh, like, nice, you know, maybe I'll see y'all soon. I always use it on text, but I never just say y'all out loud. Never. I just don't know why. It's just one of the, I, I say you all or everyone. Everyone, everyone. <laughs> maybe it's because I'm yeah. not from the South. It's that uh, I don't just say it out loud. I don't know. Okay. But speaking of uh, the South, you know what's big in the South, George? What's that? Football. Oh, football. Yes. We got football a lot of football. Is big in the South. A lot of football topics. Uh, we're breaking down today a lot. So we're going to be talking some NFL football topics. Uh, we went to a game this weekend, Seahawks at Cardinals in Phoenix. Uh, we'll talk some MLB. We have a we have a soccer topic and NBA. So a little bit of everything. Make sure you guys follow us everywhere at the Sports on Tap. This is at the Sports on Tap, all platforms, and the Sports on Tap dot com. And uh, George. Our first topic is Jeff Saturday. First of all, what the fuck? What's going on? <laughs> I mean, here, I, I did see a tweet, and I do agree with this. If you ever, ever are just wondering, like, can I make it in life? Just remember, Jim Irsay runs a NFL team. Like, you'll be fine. You could, you could probably do it, too. So sometimes you're born with a silver spoon in your mouth, or in his case, probably up his ass. Um, he is the He's an idiot. I, like I don't know how else to say it. The guy's just—he has a lot of money from his dad, and he just goes by whatever he feels like. But I, a lot of people would do the same. So, unfortunately, this is where I get to. This does not prove that you can do anything in life because, unfortunately, this dude comes from dad's money, yeah. and I don't think you could be that stupid and get as far as he did in life. So. No, I actually disagree. That this is not a good point that you can get anywhere in life because if you're that dumb, the decisions this guy makes and the amount of times we've seen like this dude on like coked out or on drugs and saying crazy shit and doing crazy shit is pretty remarkable. And it's uh as as one of our favorite guys to quote here, Colin Cowherd said this once, and he said the more you learn about like talk to NFL execs and people, the more you figure out that these billionaires are crazy. Right. And there's a reason, right. first of all, you got to be crazy to become a billionaire or if you're in a billionaire family, your dad is probably a little nuts too, like Jim Irsay's situation. And these guys are a little nuts. You have to make kind of crazy decisions to ever be a billionaire, right? You have to take some crazy risks, crazy shots. And that's what he's doing. Jeff Saturday as the coach of the Colts. I mean, they fired Frank Wright, who, to many was a really good hiring at the time. I know they've probably underperformed a little bit, but there's been right. a lot of quarterback changes that a lot of people believe was more Jim Ursay than the coaching staff decisions or the GMs. And then you bring in Jeff Saturday. He is the first ever NFL head coach to get hired as a head coach with no college or NFL, like no zero football coaching experience yeah. ever. There's not a single person, George, on this coaching staff that's ever called plays in the NFL. So they said they have till Sunday to figure out who's calling the plays. Not a single person on the staff, not just like 
not the head coach or coordinator. There's not a single person that's ever called plays in an NFL game live on this staff. That, like the amount of fuck it that's going on here is pretty insane. Yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, a couple of things. One, um, I know they kept saying he's never coached a college game or an NFL game. I'm also assuming he didn't coach in high school since he works for ESPN. I don't think he was a high school coach either. I don't know if he coached even peewee football. I don't know if he's ever coached in any football. Like, that's pretty nuts. I mean, he hasn't. We know that. That was kind like, of the point. I, I think the yeah. point was more he hasn't done college or NFL was just to make the point that the guy has never coached anything. Yeah. Like, I don't know even know if he, like, volunteered at his kids. Like, like, like to that point. I don't think he's actually, like, been on a sidelines of an NFL game as, or any game as not a coach, uh, as not a player. Sorry. Second of all, I do think he has called plays in the past. Do you remember, I put this in, in our notes here, The when Peyton Manning told him to stop calling plays, Jeff? He, <laughs> so, did, he did have that video once, but so, he is, he's never called plays, though. So he, I guess he did call plays under center, and Peyton Manning was pissed off at it. And Peyton Manning didn't think, obviously, he was very good at it if he was saying, stop calling plays, Jeff. Um, Although I'm sure if there's one person that signs off on this hiring, it is Peyton Manning. I no, think no, totally. you're extremely close. But I no, do no. remember that. Dude. Stop calling plays, Jeff. Fucking just play center. Yeah. So <laughs> the tides have turned. Jeff will be, well, maybe unless he gives it to someone else. Could be calling plays on Sunday. Yeah. I'm going to guess he's not going to be the play caller. I'm assuming they're going to like go for somebody that's just been in the building right now. Like, I don't know who. I, know, I heard Marvin Harrison's in the building. Also, as like a coordinator of some sort, maybe he'll call the plays because just to make this even more like random as shit, like Jeff Saturday, head coach, Marvin Harrison, offensive coordinator, play caller, like something crazy like that would be fun. Uh, but yeah, you know, maybe Jeff Saturday is good at calling plays. Actually, who knows? He did. He did do it once. Peyton Manning didn't like it, but maybe he maybe he's had this special hidden talent all along that we don't know about. Yeah, it's very maybe. Um, but another thing I was going to say, it can't get much worse, right? I mean, they did score three points against the Patriots. So whoever's calling the plays, as long as he gets two field goals, did technically a better job than the coaching staff that called plays follow the previous yeah. week. I'm going to go out on a limb and say something. Uh, right. I think it's going to work. And I know this sounds crazy. And I know people are going to hate that. People are going to hate when it works because I it know. made no sense. Uh, but it's going to work. And I think okay. what Jim Ursay said, as insane as it sounds, I kind of get it. He was just talking about how the Colts have lost so many games on decisions that have been overthought about due to coaches overcaring about stats and analytics. And I thought about it and I was like, there's so many times as a fan. And I, I mean, this most likely is not the right way to think about it, but I like it is that there's so many times I watch a game and I'm like, I know the numbers say go for two here. I know the numbers say punted on fourth and one at the 51 yard line where I feel like if there was just a coach that said, fuck it more often that it would work out. And I feel I'm like very possible what he's trying to get to here is like, let's they're probably not a playoff team, which they, they can be, in, I guess in their division, but they're probably not a playoff team, right? Who's in their division, the Colts, the Jaguars, Texans, and who else? Yeah, and the Titans. The Titans are playing pretty good. Yeah, five and okay, three, but, but, not. but still, they could be a playoff yeah. team if they win five, three, four in a row. They could. Uh, I think it's just interesting. I think with Jeff Saturday, you'll have a guy that let's say Sam Ellinger is playing bad. He'll say, "Fuck it, I'm putting in Matt Ryan." Let's say there's a fourth and one that most people wouldn't go for. He might just say, "Screw it," because there's nothing to lose from here. If they get really bad and get the first pick in the draft, Ursay's going to be happy. If they randomly win games with the coach saying "screw it" and it works out, 
then Jim Irsay is going to look like a genius. So yeah. either way, it works out for Jim Irsay here, right? They he they they're, they're so shitty. They get the number one pick and they get a quarterback that they've been looking for since Peyton Manning left because Andrew Luck decided to retire, or or they randomly like gal like he galvanizes the team and they rally around him and it works out. What like this is a win win situation. And I kind of like the screw it mentality, like. Maybe a coach that's not so worried about analytics, which sometimes I agree with. Sometimes I feel like you just need a football guy, which doesn't always work like Dan Campbell. I was going to say there's a good football guy that's not working right now, and that's Dan Campbell. But no, I see what you're saying. I I totally get your point. Here's the thing, uh, though. I did see a lot of tweets. Um, You know, maybe the uh, Colts are just trying, and I don't think this is actually going to happen, but how – weird would it be i mean marvin harrison jr is coming out in the draft this year they draft marvin harrison jr have a couple more bad years and tank a couple more times and go get archie manning later on yeah uh i mean that's a really weird theory i think archie Manning is not even not even in college yet so right no i know he's not but it's I just like five weird. years down the line <laughs> bro the tweet had like seven thousand retweets so like a lot of people people probably didn't even know what year archie manning's in yeah like, oh, that's, that's a great that's idea that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard in my life to be honest that was the dumbest thing i've ever heard like that's in like five years that's like te- a team tanking for Bronny seven years ago like the nba like well maybe you go get lebron's son like and talking about that in 2012 like i mean the guy has to go through three years of college and I'm pretty sure that the GM and the coaches and Ursay might be coked out and passed away by the time that Archie Manning passed available. away, man. That's pretty, that's pretty grim right there, bro. You get what I mean. I know. Um, by the way, I do want to mention the Colts first game is against the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm just saying, um, there could be another coaching casualty. If Josh McDaniels loses to Jeff Saturday, speaking of another hothead o- owner, Mark Davis might just cut the cord right there. Yeah, I mean, this Raiders team's been uh, also just out of whack, bro. They've been up by 17 three times, I think. So they could mm-hmm. easily be like five and three instead of, what are they, two and five, I think? I think two and five, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I just think that they would fire him. I mean, like, because th- that's what the Raiders do, right? I mean, like, mm-hmm. they're, when you have an owner that, Another daddy's money. Yeah. yeah, and like makes a lot of big decisions like that. They just don't really accept... the When you grow up your whole life, when your dad's winning, you're winning, your life's perfect, you don't really know how to go through the controversy, right? And I think these guys maybe don't when it's like family money. So they're going to make rastic, like crazy decisions. And I think that's what's going to happen. It's going to be very interesting. because you do We do have Jeff Saturday who tweeted last week, probably not knowing that he was going to play the Raiders. Like his one tweet last week was like... uh the, the raid well, it was like something like the Raiders are an embarrassment or like this is this is so embarrassing in, in Las Vegas. Of course he tweets mm-hmm. that and then now he's the head coach. Um playing maybe he was Raiders. just getting ready to talk shit. Maybe he yeah. knew deep down that there's he no didn't. way by the way, no he didn't he at the press conference mm-hmm. said he asked Jim Ursay yesterday why am I a candidate for this? He was not he was in Indianapolis for a Hall of Fame thing last weekend and they said he said there was no i've never even spoken about this he said it okay but that's fucking nuts that makes it even more nuts because i was just gonna say asked jim ursay why am i a candidate this for this yesterday during a press conference well then this is i mean it makes it even worse because like you'd think he'd at least have an idea like they'd reach out to him like hey jeff you if the uh, job but nothing huh that's nuts that's pretty crazy that makes it even like more absolutely fucking insane 
It's insane. That's what I'm telling you. That's why, I mean, it wouldn't be that insane if they could something that we know that's been talked about, but it's been pretty clear during due to reports and what Jeff said, is saying that this is a out of left field. He asked, he was confused why he was a candidate, but he loves the opportunity. Not so, good for him, man. I mean, I, I hopefully he just makes the best out of it. Cause I think he will. I mean, he's a cool guy at least. So like you said, yeah. it could work. And if it does, that would just fuck. If it works, Jim Mercer is going to be unbearable. Yeah, I mean, it's, it can work to an extent, though. They're not going to win a Super Bowl with any no, of these I guys know. they have right now, too. So that's where it's... Jim Irsay's made a lot of things work to a like a slightly above average level, right? I mean, like last year, they were a Carson Wentz disaster game away from the playoffs. And then like the year before, every year they're changing quarterbacks. Like Phillip Rivers took them to the playoffs, and they were really good. Uh, like they, he makes these brass decisions to change quarterbacks and things because we know it's not the GM that wants to change quarterback every single year, right? Uh, like I'm sure they did not want to get rid of Carson Wentz and then go to an even older Matt Ryan, right? Who's obviously benched now. So I know there's a lot of influence there, but he's been right about a lot of things. I mean, like they after Payne Manning, they got uh Andrew Luck, and that worked out, and it's always kind of worked out at least to somewhat of a level outside of. There's only been one time it's obviously really worked was the Super Bowl, but outside and of that, I, I, I think his close. dad, I think his dad was the owner at that point, not him. I think, right? I'm, I could be wrong. I don't believe that, so. But I think when they won the Super Bowl, his dad was the owner. I don't think they've won a Super Bowl. I, like I said, I could be totally wrong and just assuming that for no fucking reason at all. But uh, I'm you pretty sure. It wasn't, name? Um, so his last name is Thursday for sure. <laughs> his father suffered a stroke in 1995. Oh, okay. So no, Urse has a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, so, much so fuck all that. So you know, you should say fuck all the haters. I got a Super Bowl ring. He does say that. That's why he's doing. This. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is exactly what he's doing. He he's been doing. He's like, I don't really care. Like, it, he did the guy. Like, he's also just like listen to this guy. Basically, ever since okay, so he got a divorce in. After being, he got separated from his wife in 2003. He got divorced in 2013. 2014, he was arrested under superstition, super uh, suspicion of DUI and drug possession. Uh, according to Bob Kravitz, Ursay had ongoing drug problems. He was highlighted uh, when it was later revealed that he had a mistress as well, and his mistress had overdosed and died in a house that uh, Ursay purchased with money belonging to the Colts. <laughs> wow, this is a lot. Wow. <laughs> His daughter, Charlie, took over dated operations uh, for the Colts when he was on rehab on in 2014, shortly after pleading guilty to OWI and being sentenced to one year of probation. Ursay was suspended by the NFL for six games and fined and fined uh, $500,000. So he's he's done he's gotten, a, gotten in like a decent amount of trouble basically and yeah, had a and mistress, every- mistress and a lot of and like used money for the Colts to buy his mistress mistress a house, which is pretty nuts if you think about it. That, I mean, yeah, that's not normal. And everyone says, uh, "What's his name?" Dan Snyder in uh, Washington is a really big problem. Yeah, I mean, billionaire owners. Some of them are problems. Yeah, damn, that's that's pretty nuts. End of stories. They're they're all kind of problems. Uh, I do. I know we're gonna go through some week nine stuff, and you did mention that Raiders team that they're playing, yep. and. I just want to bring it up one more time that they were up 17, nothing against the Jaguars and found a way to lose. And this is the third game they've lost. 
I think it was to the Cardinals, which is a team that's also two and five or three and five, yeah. and to the Jags, a team who's like two and five. Uh, I, I, it's, it's kind of, it's actually really embarrassing what's happening in Las Vegas at this point. Yeah, I mean, geez, they're zero and five on the road now. Yeah, it's, that's, that's crazy. Bad. Two and one at home. Well, I guess the good news for them is they're going to have a lot of home games. Uh, towards the end of a season, I guess. <laughs> I guess, um, yeah. But, but, but like, God, man, you can't be 0-5 on the road. That just shows, like, you're doing something wrong, traveling and all this. I mean, yeah, the coaching staff should be embarrassed. And McDaniels, I think this is going to be his last chance to be a head coach in the NFL, probably. I mean, this, he, had, he had a disaster in Denver. He's having a disaster in Las Vegas. He's like, basically took the Colts job and then bailed last second. So this, this is probably his last chance. Probably at least for now. I mean, like he's, I guess he's kind of, I'm not gonna say young, but he's younger than like the average, like 65 year old coach, you know? Uh, so he's kind of in that middle age where maybe he would get a job randomly or like take over if he's an assistant on a team, be an interim coach and do well, like type of thing. So he might get one more chance, but he is wasting away his opportunities here. And, you know, he's had two, you know, jobs I'd say are pretty highly coveted jobs, the Broncos and the Raiders. Like, right. I mean, two big, uh, big, 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 big organizations. Yeah. This isn't the Panthers, right? This is not the Panthers job or the Cardinals job or, you know, Titans job. You know, this is the, the Raiders and the, and the Broncos, maybe two top five or seven teams. Historically you know. of all time. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully he can get that figured out because it's looking bad. And they had one of the most expensive off seasons with Devonte Adams and, you know, they obviously got Chandler Jones and they signed Crosby and they, Josh Jacobs and I know they extended Derek Carr a few years ago. So this is this was supposed to be a win like this year team, like win now, now, not next year, like to this year. And they're two and five, or yeah. one and five. What are they? Two and five. Two and two and five now. Yeah, this is they. They're not in rebuild mode whatsoever. Yeah, it's it's not looking good, unfortunately. Uh. Any other games from that week that were interesting? Yeah, I was just looking through that right now. And I just want to talk not too long about uh, my question to you is uh, Brady's now undefeated as a divorced man. Um, was he that sure true? Is. Uh, yes, he is. Threw the ball 58 times, by the way, um, that him and Mahomes combined. Mahomes was 68, 60, I think, right? 68. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's pretty crazy. Too. Quarterback 58 and 68 this week attempts. But my question to you, like, I mean, you saw him in the press conference. I was fucking awesome. And he was hugging Brian Leftwich. And is Brady, I mean, is this the Buccaneers back? Is this something that we, you know, is this a turnaround point in the season or is it just a cool moment where Brady had a game winning touchdown drive? For those that are listening on the podcast, not on video, I gave a shoulder shrug. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a big fan of like the game or the, what is it called? Like, uh, this was the moment like it all changed. Like, I don't know. They could go in and lose to the Seahawks next week. Right. And still have right. a good season. So of course, of course, I'm not a big fan of the, is this like a moment or not? I don't know. I think it was a Tom Brady's been playing not as great. And, you know, quite frankly, it's not like they, it's not like he was on fire this game either. I mean, they, that, his only touchdown was a touchdown with, what was it? Four seconds on the clock. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on a uh, final drive, they were actually down four with, 50 seconds, no timeouts. He had a pivotal Tom Brady-esque goat drive. He did right. like, to win the game. Now, previous to that, I mean, the guy's probably at 50, like 60% completion, uh, barely 200 yards, no touchdowns on the day. So 
No, no. Uh, oh, previous to that. Previous yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like he had some breakout game that, you know, back to Tom Brady had four touchdowns past 360 yards. So I'm not going to say it's like some pivotal turnaround moment, but it's huge because you go three and instead of being three and six, you're four and five, right? That's, that's first of all, mm-hmm. that's huge, especially in their division. That, that uh, 500 team wins you that division. Um, that's number one. Number two is that's what you expect from Tom Brady. So that's why I'm oh, not going to completely yeah. like say it's a turnaround moment or not. Cause as a biased Seahawks fan, I think they're going to lose this week to the Seahawks. I, I don't, I'm not going to take that and say now that, Oh, never mind. That wasn't like a pivotal moment. No, it was a great win. They have a really shitty division. They're probably going to win that division. I think I would, regardless I would of what happens. So. Yeah. And then, and then once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen because they do have a great roster. So I'm not going to sit here and say it was like a turnaround. Like, Oh my God, this was the moment, but I will say he is one and no divorce. Like you said, that is a, that is a fact. And, uh, knowing somebody like Tom Brady, he probably thinks of that shit. And he's probably like, you know what? Like, fuck. Yeah, I'm back. I'm going to, I'm going to be back. Um, I'm really glad they won this game as a Seahawks fan because there was no way this guy was going 0-2 after getting divorced. I'll tell you that much. Right. And I do, like, look, I don't know if the pivotal moment is the touchdown pass, but I'm going to tell you right now, the pivotal moment for the season might be the divorce. Um, Tom Brady. It's in his head, yeah. Yeah, it's in his head. And, look, Tom Brady's a guy. He's all about what? One thing and one thing only, preparation. I mean, that was his, like, biggest thing that, you know, set him apart from every other big quarterback in NFL history. And when he wasn't able to prepare because he has to call divorce lawyers and take care of this and take care of that. I mean, a divorce is like one of a, you know, I've never been through one. I've never been married, but I'm sure it takes a lot of time out of your hand and he wasn't being as, he didn't have as much time to prepare as he likes. Now that he's divorced, that's over. uh, I mean, he can probably for the rest of his season just be, 155 percent into football and that's why i think that it's going to be i actually think they're going to be really really good the rest of the season after they lose to the seahawks i mean i'm not going to sit here and say that he probably wasn't preparing the same because i don't know i really don't know how i don't know how his schedule works i don't know how the divorce schedule works either but i will say regardless of time or preparation whatever it is i'm just talking about mental right like Mm -hmm that's life right that's a mm-hmm. forget maybe it didn't take away his time for all we know maybe he can even if he's going through a divorce let's say he usually watches film for five hours a day he probably could still do that right even when he was right. going through a divorce i don't know what his schedule is i don't know how much time went into the divorce i don't know how much they did in the off season or this week last week i don't know but mentally man like some people just going through a fucking breakup like it breaks people's hearts right it of breaks course, you down as course. a human and like you can't function the same way and you think your life's over Imagine a divorce with kids, multimillionaires, like so hard, you know, people in the spotlight, people on the internet typing about you, us talking about it, right? Every podcast, every TV show in the world's talking about you and your divorce, not about your football. Uh, so I don't know if it's preparation time. I don't know if it's, you know, whatever your schedule, whatever it is. All I know is mentally it's, it's probably not, as easy to walk into a stadium and block out everything like he usually does when you have a divorce lingering and then, and even going to a stadium, right? What, like somebody like him, what's he used to? He's used to looking up in a crowd, for example, in big games and probably seeing his wife and his kids. Right. Right. 
uh, every Super Bowl that Tom Brady has won the last, you know, last three or four Super Bowls. What do you see right after the game? Him and his wife hugging with his kids, taking pictures of the family. That shit's all gone, right? So that's where, like, I think even, like, during a game, even where it might have been really confusing for him, right? Like, my family's not even here anymore. Like, I, uh, it's hard to block out this thought. And it probably still is. That's the thing. Okay, cool. His divorce is done. But, like, you don't think he still thinks about the fact that he just got divorced? Probably no, does. He, does. So. he probably does. Yeah, no. But, it's yeah, really... I just think at least the, the legal stuff is done. Legal stuff sucks, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, no, I agree. I was just saying in terms of like preparation time and stuff, I don't know if it changes that, but I do know that it changes your focus, right? Like in general, like your focus isn't like, even if he still had the same amount of time to work on film prep during that film prep his usually when his mind's locked in, it might be lingering to like something thinking else, about yeah. divorce. Yeah. Like blanking out on the screen. Yeah. And thinking about some other stuff. It's too bad. I hate like talking about it sometimes. Cause like, it's such a personal thing. So, but yeah, it is. But it is uh, what it is. He's a, it is what figure, it is. So. He's a public figure. So yeah. Yeah, and he's married a public figure too. So I guess yeah, it comes it doesn't with help, the territory. comes with the territory. <laughs> yeah, it does. No, it actually does. Because look at the difference. We had a guy like Russell Wilson, two years in his career, got a divorce with the, the girl, the, the draft meme girl. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know her fucking name to be honest. But like, if you got a divorce, with I wonder Sierra how she's right doing. Now, uh, who knows? <laughs> if 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 you got a divorce of Sierra, shit would be that would be on E News and like Girl Cosmopolitan. Mm-hmm. That's not just on ESPN, right? Like this right. is on every news outlet, every newspaper, the New York Times front cover. Russell, it, Wilson. it's at the grocery store. It's on one of yeah. those magazines, right when you're at the checkout line. And our mom line. would look out. Right. And yeah. the, the stuff that my mom would go and be like, whoa, interesting. Like what? Mom, Hillary yeah. Clinton's an alien. It would be yeah, right next ones, to that. Those, one. One, those ones are the best. Yeah. All, the, just completely fake news. I papers. know. Dude, by the way, I don't know how it, would, it wouldn't be on those ones because those no, ones no, are but just they're lies. All, but, those are, but those are always right next to the, uh, yeah. the gossip ones, but, which, by the way, I don't know how that business model works. I don't either. I've never even I don't know who buys those ones. It was like it's like we'll lose 75,000 pounds this week. And Hillary Clinton. Turns out to be an alien. Well, okay. <laughs> Somebody's like, and fuck yeah. The end of that. the world is next week, and Jesus is here at the grocery store. It actually says stuff like that. I know. That's the crazy uh, and- thing. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. It's, it's, it's actually nuts. All right. A couple more things so we can get to outside of football life, too. As I do want to mention, where are these guys? Okay. Uh, because we have Mike McDaniels on our... Uh, Mike McDaniel on our list. I do want to mention the Dolphins Bears game really quick because okay. I don't even know what was what was the Mike McDaniel topic on our list here, George. Is it about so, Justin Fields running? Yeah, no? it was about Justin Fields running. Here, I'll, I can pull that up for you. Um, I, I I know the I know what it is. He told them okay. he told them stop running, and he said he's not a very good listener. And yeah, he said, he said it's I pretty told irritating. Just, oh, you got it up? Okay. No, no, I don't. But I know. I just okay. watched it like two minutes before our podcast. He okay. said it was irritating, like not being able to stop Justin Fields from running. Right. And he said, they asked him what he tried to do. And he's like, I told him to stop running and I'm going to let other teams know he's not a very good listener. Yeah. Basically, he said, I, you're pretty close. That was pretty good memory. I mean, you basically got it. But he said it was pretty irritating because he didn't listen to me at all. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it was more you did about, a great job. Yeah, it was more about the broadness of the quote because Justin yeah. Fields, first of all, two things. If you just Google Mike McDaniel quotes, the guy is pretty hilarious. He's like one of those closet funny guys where if you're not listening carefully, you're not going to find it funny. But if you just like look at his like mannerisms and listen to what he's saying at a press conference, he's actually hilarious. Like he's he, literally he's just nuts. toying with people. I know. 
and he's just toying with people. But there actually is a video of him looking at just Fields on the sideline. He looked at him in the eyes, goes, "Stop running." <laughs> and Justin Fields broke the the regular season record. Do you know that it was the most rushing yards in the history of a quarterback? Oh, really? I did not know that was a record. Yeah, I did not know he broke the record. I could be lying about that, but that's why I saw on Twitter. Okay, no, but just go with it. It's a good record. I'm going to look it up, actually, because this game in general, yeah, he set the record for most regular season rushing yards uh, by a quarterback since at least 1940, because those stats are maybe fake. That's probably why, <laughs> right? Like, who knows? Like, he surpassed Michael Vick's prior record. He had 178 rushing yards in a regular mm-hmm. season game. Jeez. And not only that, he threw for three touchdowns, and now he's like everyone's favorite quarterback all of a sudden. I mean, he was on our Stooges list for like... Uh, all right, uh, before I get to the Stooges list part thing of it, I want to give you my big irritation, Sammy. I, I, I was trying to list, so okay. No, 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 I'm not talking about Stooges list. I'm saying oh. he always made our Stooges list, and I was trying to form a sentence there, and I was pulling up his stats on ESPN, and ESPN always has fucking ads running on the back, and this ad just started singing in my head, and I lost all train of thought. So well, that's my pet peeve. No one else can hear it, so that's a good thing. No, it is. I know it's a good thing, but it's just a pet peeve of mine. So I was are you, are you to, gonna tell me? <laughs> no, I told you I lost my train of thought. I'm trying to get it back right now. I was saying Justin Fields has like become everyone's favorite quarterback like this last couple of weeks because he actually's been playing pretty good. Uh he once again only had 123 uh passing yards, but he had three touchdowns. Like, I don't know, is Justin Fields good or is he just in a good offense for like what what do you think? I because I, I can't figure out Justin. Fields. First of all, before we moved off Mike McDaniel. The Dolphins won. So, first of all, before everyone gets their, you know, starts drooling over Justin Fields, they lost at home. <laughs> so, let's start with that, right? Again, okay. they, they lost they, again. They, they did lose, but it yeah. was maybe a moral victory. Okay. Well, they lost again, and everyone was <laughs> all over him because they beat the Patriots. And guess what happened the week after they beat the Patriots? They lost 49 to 29 to the Dallas Cowboys. So, they're on a two game losing streak as everyone's salvage. What is it called? Like salvating, sal, sal, salvating, salvating. I don't know how to say. It. I shouldn't even have People asked. People are really excited about Justin yeah. Fields. They're they're drooling over him. Is the real the word I was going for? They're drooling over him. Great. I, I agree. He's looked so much better. He looks like he has potential. Um, but they're still not a great football team. Number one. Number two is he's still not very good at throwing the football. Now, this is where things get interesting, right? Is I guess. This takes me back to like a Lamar Jackson thing, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Lamar Jackson has continually found ways to get better every single year, which is what you hope for from a quarterback. But even Lamar Jackson, at some point, there's times where you still see him as a guy that's like not the best thrower over the football. Sometimes he looks like the best passer in the NFL, but sometimes he looks like a guy that still relies on his legs a lot. And if something happened to those legs, and the ability to run very well, he's not going to be as high of an impact of a player. And this is my only concern with Justin Fields. Now, do I think for the next three years, he could start being something special when he's still a young athletic? Yes. hundred percent. You obviously seeing that there is something special to that, but you take one wrong hit in. If I, if I told you right now, Justin Fields is not allowed to run anymore. We're talking about one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. So, that's where you, there's kind of that in between. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause it's working right now. Oh yeah. I'd be excited if I'm the bears because he does have the ability to run, but is he a guy that is going to be this, be like a franchise quarterback for 15 years? I I don't know because he can't throw the ball still right now. 
Yeah, I guess. But I mean, I don't think it's a fair way to say if we took away his running ability, because I mean, that's what he has. I feel like a lot. I feel like the NFL in general now has become if you don't have running ability as a quarterback, you're not a good quarterback. We're not anymore. we're not talking about that kind of running ability. We're talking about breaking records. Michael Vick. Record. But you know what? <laughs> like, I never thought he was that fast. I mean, I don't know what's going on with the running, because like when you watch me, doesn't seem that fast and athletic. Like, I, it's not like I'm watching Lamar Jackson or or Michael Vick or Colin Kaepernick. Like, I don't know if there's just big holes or he's a smart runner, but like he never, maybe I don't watch enough of him in Ohio state or enough bears football, but is he like a burner? Is he running I mean, fast 40? Yeah, I mean, he's pretty fast. I mean, I, I, I was, I would consider him a running quarterback before a passing quarterback the last, like the last year that I've watched him. I don't know at Ohio state. I don't know. That. Yeah, I don't know either. No. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not like saying yes or no. I'm just saying, I never. I always. It never struck me as that Justin Fields is going to be a running quarterback. Yeah, I don't know but why, but I could be wrong. I'm not. I have bad. some pushback on what you said. You're like, oh, uh, this is kind of where the league's going. I'm going to read you the list mm-hmm. <laughs> of the Super Bowl winning quarterbacks since 2010, and. And the runner-up. Okay, but, but don't tell me since 2010 because I think it's I'm the going last to, four because years. Because there's only one. I, you have to add since 2010 because if it's you don't add from 2010, last four years, every single one's a passer, first runner, second. So it's not even close. Oh no, I think they always will be passer, first runner. I second. know, but there's only two or three on this whole list from 2010 that I'd say is a mm-hmm. running, very good running ability quarterback. That's why I'm going mm-hmm. 2010. Okay. You had Rodgers versus Roethlisberger, Manning versus Brady, Flacco okay. versus Kaepernick. Kaepernick's first one. Has good running ability and Rod and Rogers versus who you said Roethlisberger. They're both yeah. like pretty mobile. George, I'm not talking about guys that average 15 yards per game in their. No, career. I'm saying quarterbacks who can move. I'm That's not fine. talking about like yeah, no, but you're talking about quarter. You're, we're talking about Justin Fields. We're not talking about we're not talking about a uh, Mahomes who can get out and run some that's what i'm talking about though that's what i'm talking about that's what i meant (laughs) then that's completely unrelated to justin fields topic justin fields cannot throw the football so 100 yards a game is not a good quarterback there's a zero percent chance the bears could go deep in a playoff with the way justin fields is playing uh long term right like a guy that's that averaging 100 something passing yards per game this is the point we're talking about running quarterbacks Mm -hmm. even lamar jackson as good as he's been he's would you say he's better at throwing a football or running? Who? Lamar Jackson. He's better running. at running. Yeah. yeah. And what about Justin Fields? Running. Uh, yeah. There's not a single quarterback that's even made a Super Bowl outside of, I'd say, Cam Newton in the last 12 to 15 years that I would say is better at running than throwing. Yeah. We're saying the same thing. I'm in full agreement. Yeah. Justin Fields is not a good throwing quarterback. So this is where my point was. Outside of, if you go from 2010, the runner-up and the... The only guys that I would consider like, you know, good, really good runners. I'm not talking about Ben Rosberg, who's good at getting out of trouble. You've never seen Ben Rosberger one time break out a 30 yard touchdown run in his career. It's not going to happen. Either does Rogers really. I, That's more. Uh, uh, you want to make make that a fact? No, I said you don't see it. You are the worst okay. person to talk to about this type of stuff. No, I'm talking about I, because who, George, I'm just let I'm me agreeing get to my with point. you. I'm agreeing George, with let you. Me, can I get to the goddamn point? This is so infuriating. Colin Kaepernick, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton are the only ones since 2010, like I said, that I would consider like just as good of runners mm-hmm. as passers. Okay. Outside of that, there's nobody. There's not even close. That's not even close to a Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields level. So when we say, is it a good quarterback that something we should be excited about? There's a level of excitement, right? Like 
do you see the way Justin Fields playing as a guy that could like win you playoff games? I don't know. I mean, if my look, if you're going to ask me on every single quarterback in the NFL, did he win a Super Bowl or not? And that's my only way to judge a quarterback. I mean, I'm going to say 90%, 99% of quarterbacks are bad. Like my question, the question is, is he a quarterback that's going to be a starter and can he take the Bears to a couple of playoffs and have a good career? I don't know. I don't, I've told you, I don't watch enough of Justin Fields. I'm asking, I even asked you, is he more known for his running ability coming into the NFL or his passing ability? I didn't, I, I don't even know. All yeah, I'm but in is, college, in college, all those guys pass. Like Lamar Jackson was throwing for 500 yards a game. Yeah, yeah I, remember? I'm, so I'm, college I'm telling you, weird. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think there's any quarterback that's ever been drafted in the first round that was considered a run first. Michael Vick. Yeah, but he still also, how many yards a game do you think he was throwing? Oh, I'm sure a lot, but it's called, but like he was known for his running ability. I just don't know. I'm, I I was like trying to genuinely ask you, do you know if he's known for his passing or running ability heading into the NFL? And I wasn't quite sure. Um, I mean, I'll tell you, every single person that's drafted in the first round could pass in college. So I would say he had passing ability, but I'm sure he had rushing yards at Ohio State too because there's no way the guy is rushing for 100 yards in the NFL and couldn't rush. Yeah, And all I was trying to say is it seems like every quarterback now that comes into the NFL has some sort of ability to move around the pocket, run more, and is more dynamic than the older quarterbacks where it was just stand in the pocket and you didn't have to have any athletic ability. So I think if Justin Fields has some time, they obviously went and got him Chase Claypool. They do have the worst offensive line in the NFL. I'm wondering if he becomes a average passer and a you know high-level runner, hey, then all of a sudden you have a quarterback. And that, I'm wondering if that's something for the Chicago Bears to get excited about. Um, that's all I'm asking. Uh, I don't have the answer. <laughs> yeah, I, I I wouldn't get like super duper excited yet if I were the Bears fans. I mean, he, he's averaging, just look, he's averaging 140 passing yards per game, uh, a 55 QBR at passing at 58%. And last year he was also passing at 58%, which is, so it's pretty uh, consistent to last year. Okay. He has not improved his passing percentage. He's actually gotten worse. It was 58.9 this year. So far it's 58.8. Uh, and you know, first career now. So was that he's first career? He's had what's 12 plus nine, 21 games. Mm. He has set 3,100 passing yards in 21 games. So that's, He's averaging, well, it's exactly consistent to last year. He's averaging 140 yards per game, 58% completion. My problem is at some point, the reason Lamar Jackson, I feel like has worked so well is because Lamar Jackson, I feel like when you need him to make the throws, he's able to at the right time. Right. I, still haven't, I still haven't seen like, I feel like Justin Fields be like, okay, we have a game-winning drive and we needed to make those plays passing, I don't think he can yet. Yeah, and I, I, Maybe I, he figures it out, but Lamar I, did from the beginning, even though he wasn't great at it. Lamar always had that intangible. Don't you feel that way? Like Since he was a rookie, you could see yeah, like Yeah, yeah, and I think if it. you were like, you didn't ask, but I'll answer it too. I agree with you. I, I, I If I was a Bears fan, I wouldn't really be 100% sold either because I don't think the passing yards are there. Um, but I guess they there is something to get excited about. Like, that's the thing. Like, I, I just don't like that. We have to judge every quarterback. Is he going to win a Super Bowl or not? Like if you go look back at Dan Marino's career, he didn't win a Super Bowl. Jim Kelly's career didn't win a Super Bowl. They were both like MVPs and stuff. Like, did they have a, even Lamar, let's say Lamar never wins a Super Bowl. Did he have a good career? Yes. 
like yeah I'm but just, that's different than being like you know a team that's on a two-game losing streak that right 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 no, no no totally but yeah i'm just like is there improvement i guess so so for me if i was watching them i'd be pretty like if i was a bears fan at least i'd be like hey maybe we got something here and i can be excited about it's not like they look they their best quarterback in their history has been jay cutler they've never had any quarterbacks yeah the about. bears are in a unique situation because they've always had a shitty situation there but the problem for me still is that has he gotten better rushing? Yeah, but he's gotten he's he's averaging the exact same yards per game last year, same completion percentage. He has a little less mistakes as in picks. So he's gotten like barely better. Like I, he's just not. I mean, he had three much. touchdowns and no picks last week. What do you want him to do? Like make know, sure he doesn't. He had a hundred yards. I know, so but what do you want him it? to? But what do you want him? What did you want him to do? Like he had. Wait, I'd like him to be fair. be good at passing the football. That's all I'm saying. Like I it's, know, not I don't, that, I, it's not that. Uh, it's not like it's not the craziest thing in the world to say. No, I, if he I didn't agree. have those three touchdowns on mm-hmm. like four yard passes, he would be have more picks than touchdowns this year. I mean, like really, right. he won the. It was on. It was mostly on his legs. So, like, I, I have a question that. for you. Really, he he had three hundred and one total yards, right? Yeah, passing that's amazing. Rushing. Yeah, it's great. So, would you have been happier if he had two hundred and sixty yards and one rushing yard? Now you say, oh, now he's a good quarterback. Like what? No, what that's did not you, what I'm saying. You, but like, I'm just so, saying that his obviously his passing ability is not as. No, it's, it's not it's as the, good probably as the rushing. worst out of all starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Okay, Who, that's who's fair. worse than him at throwing the football? I don't know. I, I, I'm just saying in general. I, I'm. I don't know anything. Okay, I'm an idiot. But when your QBR is 95.4 and your rating is 106.7, there's a, they use metrics to measure that. I'm an idiot. But is that a good rating? I'm not saying I like him. I'm not. I'm not arguing for him, but I. I just don't think it's fair to like just yeah, sit here okay. and be like, "Sounds he good, dude. That's awesome. Great, I, I great job on your rating. It's like, not my ratings. <laughs> he it's is. I, I. I like. There's. It's like. There's no point in this conversation anymore. Like I'm just telling you, the guy's not good at throwing the football. That's pretty obvious. You don't have to. You could be blind, and it's pretty obvious. He's not like awesome at throwing the football. Correct. He is 22nd in the NFL in quarterback rating. 22nd. Okay. Okay. So is it a great rating? No, actually, it's not like great. It's average, right? So he's below 22 other, 21 other quarterbacks. Jacoby's below Jacoby Brissett, Daniel Jones, Marcus Mariota, Jared Goff, Brian Horrier, who played one game, obviously, but Ryan Tannehill, Andy Dalton, and obviously behind all those other guys, Tua, Jalen, Geno, Mahomes. So has he been like, uh, God awful. No, but he's at 85 quarterback ratings. So if you want to go through quarterbacks ratings, he's at the same where Matt Ryan is. He's one point ahead of Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Davis Mills, Mitch Trubisky, Russell Wilson, those, those areas. So fair enough. He's at the bottom end of the quarterbacks. And there's some guys there that obviously like Russell Wilson's probably a better passing quarterback, but who knows what the hell's going on with that guy. But, uh, I, I just think it's, it's, it's at this point, like with quarterbacks, uh, there's also like a, I don't know. My, my thing is at the end of the day, I think he can win you some games because he's a great runner, but he's obviously not the best quarterback passing wise right now. So it's okay. like, it's hard to, it's hard to, yeah. you know, I agree with you. I'm just happy for him that I've seen improvement. His quarterback ratings have gone up every week, except you have one down week, the Dallas week. And other than that, they've just gone up week by week by week. And that makes me happy for him. And hopefully he has a good career. The better, more good quarterbacks, the better. That's all I yeah. can say. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I personally just, I could care less about their QBR per week. I just want to see him like, you know, 
win football games. I mean, they're one in what are they? One in five, one in four in their last five games. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just don't know. And you never know. Could be like a cube. Could be the roster too, right? Mm-hmm. We never know when you have a shitty offensive line and a brand new head coach and a, no quarterback has ever succeeded in the history of the franchise for some reason. Yeah, I know. But it's like that. That also plays a role. Maybe just watching a team like the Chicago Bears, I sit there and say like. Man, this team's never succeeded. Like, or no, no quarterbacks ever succeeded here, and it's hard to just start believing. I don't know. I, it's pretty insane if you think about it. That a, a, a storied franchise as they are, like, you literally compared him to oh, the greatest quarterback is like Jay Cutler. Like, can he be that? Like, maybe actually, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's it's literally insane. Uh, last one I want to talk about is Geno Smith because we were at that game. Mm-hmm which we'll talk about a lot more probably on our Seattle podcast for those that are Seahawks fans or Seattle sports fans. We have, it's the sports on tap Seattle podcast found everywhere. Pretty easier. Follow us ever at Sont Seattle, S O N T Seattle uh, on social. And you'll see when those podcasts go up, but they beat the Cardinals 31 21 in a road home game. Cause it was, mo- it was like 50% Seahawks fans. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and, and I feel like the 50% was louder than the other 50%. It was. I mean, people on vacation having fun. They're on the road. They want to be louder, probably, right? If you're that's, like a season ticket holder, you're probably like, whatever. Like a Cardinal <laughs> Honestly, I never thought of it in that sense, but that's very true. Yeah, like you're not you're not you're not going to work tomorrow morning. You're you have a, you have a Monday off drinking. Yeah, no, no, that's a, actually a great way to look at it. I never actually looked at it that way. I feel like it is. It's more fun to be on the road at a game because, like, you're not going. You're not if just you driving win. home if after you. If you win. Yeah, I, I'm just saying in general <laughs> the experience because. You're not driving home probably after you might probably Ubering or walking to your hotel. Having no, with these friends. are very, very, very good points. I, I, I do appreciate those points. Uh, but Gino still playing good. But I want to make a make a point, George, that okay. on DraftKings today, he moved down to seventh in MVP odds. He went down. He's, he's seventh now. And I'm offended because he was at sixth. All this team keeps doing is winning. Mm-hmm. He got surpassed by Joe Burrow. I mean, that's kind of fair. <laughs> it's fair. Well, he okay. Sorry, he's tied for six with Joe Burrow, but on the on the board they have Joe Burrow a little bit ahead of him there. Uh, but Lamar Jackson's still up there ahead of them. Tua Tagovailoa hurts Mahomes. Understand? Then Josh Allen's there. I'm a little offended by Josh Allen still being plus three fifty at number three at MVP odds. Because okay, explain why am I offended? Yes, yeah. I think he's there because he's Josh Allen. At this point, I don't know if he could, like, compared to a Mahomes or Hurts or Tua or Lamar Jackson, even the way they're playing, I don't know if he would even, I, I just don't, I really don't see any point now where Josh Allen wins MVP. He's hurt, number one. I think that should drop you down the board because. Oh, if he misses time, yeah, it will drop even him if he, down the board. Even if he doesn't right now, I just feel like as an odd maker, maybe they want to keep him up high, have people bet him at stupid numbers. Let's get excited. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I just don't feel like he's, he has he's had these like pretty he's had some crazy good games, but they just lost to the Jets. I would just think there's a little more movement in MVP odds based on what's happening that week, and I I felt like I was a uh, I was let down by that. I, I guess there isn't that much movement per week. I think they just say fuck it, like it's Josh Allen, we're keeping him up there. Okay, uh, I kind of I mean I do agree with you in a way. I think they're just keeping him up there because it's Josh Allen, and they're also projecting what he's gonna do the rest of his season if he stays healthy. But, I mean, uh, he's third in touchdown passes. The team is the number one seed in the AFC, um, and he's their best player. They're probably the Super Bowl favorites still. I, even, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Um, 
Like I guarantee who, you, he doesn't win MVP. I'm feeling that. Okay, I, 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 I think I could, I could totally vibe with that. I mean, that he doesn't win MVP, but who should be the favorite? Then, in your opinion, the favorite? He's not the favorite. Mahomes is the favorite. He okay, should so be. Jalen Hurts is second. He should be, and I think Tua should be ahead of Josh Allen. Okay. Because MVP to me, but this is me. This is just me. I think you have to take into account the whole situation. The Bills have a stellar roster too, right? Oh and yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like I don't know. To me what like Geno Smith is doing. Like I would have Geno Smith at the same, same number as Lamar Jackson, because at this point who like, what's been the most, I guess for MVP for me, it's like who, who, t- when you look at what the Seahawks were doing last year with Russell Wilson, same roster, basically minus a couple rookies. They're like eight times better. Yeah. To me, that's I mean, a- cause you upgraded from the, a clown to a professional exactly. quarterback. So it makes him very, very valuable. So I'm just a little shocked that, Gino's at like tied for six mark where, and you got, you know, like way, he has way smaller odds than Tua and Lamar Jackson. I think and even in Josh Allen. Okay. My, here's really my issue. Josh Allen's at plus three fifty, and you have like Lamar Jackson at plus, plus 1200. I don't think there's that. Okay. Big yeah. There shouldn't That's be that big saying. of a gap between Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson's MVP odds. I will agree with that. Um, I think that's where my, my head's going is like, there's a, like in, in, and then Gino and Joe Burrow at plus 2000, like, Josh Allen hasn't been that much like crazier, better after a loss. Okay, very fair. That no, this is very fair uh, to look at it that way. I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm not going to sit here and say you're crazy. You have a lot of crazy theories in life, but this one is not but one. Like of them. ten times better odds. No like way. ten? No, not ten <laughs> times better odds than these other guys. Um, and sometimes I just feel like I'll be honest with Josh yeah. Allen. Sometimes I feel like it's just like. You know those years where it's like, and I know you feel this way about the Bills. It's just like everyone this year is like, it's the Bills year. Oh, I Josh can't wait. Allen's I year. can't wait. Honestly, I could go the rest of my life, and I'll be very, very happy. This is gonna be such a hot take. Are you ready for this one? I'll be very happy in my life if the Bills never win a Super Bowl. I find their fan base infuriating. I, I disagree with that. I know, I know you do. I said it's gonna be a hot take. I didn't say you should agree with this. I feel like they after they beat the Rams week one. They started talking about going undefeated. And then they're already like, they break chairs, they yell, they act like they've won seven Super Bowls and they haven't won shit. So honestly, like, I think their fan base is a little bit overrated. That's all. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm, not, I'm not strongly disagreeing with that, but I'm just saying in general, I would like them to win a Super Bowl because I think it's good for football. But I, I do think the whole, the whole season scenario has been overrated. They're like, oh, yeah. You know, oh, this team might be under after week two, week three. Everyone was like, they might go seventeen and zero. Who can beat the Bills? And like all of a sudden, now Josh Allen's at the top of MVP like charts because, like, it's that year. You know, like in like yeah. sports where it's like like especially in, like uh, basketball, it's like oh, it's James Harden's year to win an MVP, and like you knew it going into the season. Mm-hmm. He did. Like, it's one of those years. All right. So, yeah. would you rather, in general, just would you rather have the Bills win a Super the next two Super? I don't know how to say this. Would you rather have the Bills will win multiple Super Bowls and deal with their fan base that way or never to win one and be that franchise like kind of like the Boston Red Sox that are tortured? I'd rather have them win multiple Super Bowls. Okay, I'm the I other think way. They're, they're a good friend. That's all they got over there. I know. Let me let me just compare you, Geno Smith, and Josh Allen's stats. Just really quick. Just for fun. All right. Completion percentage, 64 for Josh Allen. 73 for Geno Smith. I mean, you know, pinpoint 24, 2,400 yards. Which we know Josh Allen's a better quarterback. Twenty four hundred compared to twenty two hundred. It's not that much crazier. No. 
19 touchdowns to eight picks. And then Gino's 15 touchdowns to four picks. My whole point is it's <laughs> not, not like that big of a difference. It's not that large of a difference. If you like, not like he is. So what he's plus three fifty. Gino's plus 2000. So what is it like five times better odds? Um, yeah, times? a little more like, like seven times, seven times better odds. Like, I don't know about that. I just don't, I don't know. That's all I'm saying. Gino, maybe this is just cause I'm you, in love with Gino you, Smith, but yeah, you're right though. It's not that much of a difference. No, it's not that much. Not seven times. So you know who's going to beat the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl this year, George? Oh, so you have them going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Seahawks are going to beat them in the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, you know, according to a lot of odds, the Seahawks have a uh, five. I think I put this on our Seattle podcast, but I'll explain it now. Here you go. Cool Seahawks odds. We'll leave it at this last thing about the Seahawks here. But so according to football outsiders, the Seahawks have an 89.6% chance at a division title. A, no, sorry. Playoffs chance, 89.6 division title chance, 65.5 NFC championship appearance, 27.2. It's just pretty good. That's one in four Super Bowl appearance, 10.9%. Super Bowl win, 5.1%. That's the sixth best in all of football. It's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. I mean, I'm pretty excited. Although they are two and a half point underdogs against Tampa Bay this week in Germany. And according to ESPN, FPI, whatever prediction thing, they have, they're, it's 80-20 towards Tampa Bay. So maybe we're missing something. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Man. Something weird's going on. Something yeah, weird's going on. Maybe, maybe it's the Germany thing. We have to travel a lot farther than Tampa does. I mean, it's still a far travel. So I don't it's know. It's six don't hours know. more for us, though. Yeah, I don't know. Just saying, I don't know. There's this let let them doubt as always. They're doubting Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. Maybe he Another ain't right day. back, though. He is not written back. Another day of doubting Geno Smith. So good luck to them. Good luck. Love it. It's hard to beat this guy. Absolutely, I know. it is. All right, should we get on to some other sports before we yeah. go? Yeah. All right, other sports. Let's start with the World Series. And before we get to that funny topic, I'm just going to mention, I thought it was interesting, George. Obviously, the Houston Astros, Trastros, whatever you want to call them, won the World Series. Blah, blah, blah. Nobody's that excited. It's honestly, it's kind of crazy if you think about it. The World Series ended on Saturday. And then like, all right, that's it. That was it. Yep. No one cares. Okay, cool. No one cares. And part of it is because the Houston Astros won. Um, now, if it's when when it's a team like the Cubs and the Red Sox, it becomes maybe the Yankees, whatever, right? It becomes a way bigger tor- story topic. Like, even if you look at like the parades, right? Like yesterday they reported like a million people at the Houston Astros parade. Like the Chicago Cubs parade had 3.5 million. The Boston Red Sox has 5 million. It's just a different world of sports, right? When you go talking like, the New York, the Chicago, the, the, the Boston. It's just a whole nother world. So when right. a team like the Houston Astros win, one, cheating scandal, two, nobody really likes them. It's just the topics kind of dry up. You move on and we're, we're on to the next one. And right. But I, 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 I do find that interesting, you know, because every other sport, George, right now, if this was a post-NBA finals or a post-Super Bowl, well, that would lead off our podcast and we'd be talking about it for 45 minutes. True, but I mean, look, I know I'm not an Astros fan, and I know you're absolutely also not an Astros fan, but let's be fair here for a second. Let's go back to every World Series. Um, when the when the last this year, right? Astros, no one's talking about it. The year before, Braves, 
not too many people were talking about it. The year before that, yes, the Dodgers, yeah, everyone was talking point. about. So it's not just the Astros. It's just baseball in general. I think like I didn't say it was just the Astros. I said when it's New York, Boston, Chicago, and I guess LA is a good one. I'm trying to think. Is there anyone else? Like maybe St. No, St. Louis is just like it's more localized. The only other ones that could be talked about is if it becomes like a, I don't know, like let's say our hometown team, this the Mariners, if they win like two World Series in a row or like three Pete, right? I just don't want to say. I guess any. I guess any. I guess any dynasty. dynasty. Yeah, and like the Astros technically are a dynasty. They've been to what four World Series in six years. The problem is. 50% 50% of the nation, maybe even more, are like me and just like don't even acknowledge it anymore. Because it's like, to me, this is their first World Series. We can argue this all day if it's oh, other teams cheats. Whatever. To me, it's the first World Series. So it's like, it is a dynasty, but they, they to me, they're like the Buffalo Bills that went to three Super Bowl or four straight and lost four yeah. straight. And now they won one. So it's cool. But if they win one again next year, I best believe it'll be talked about a little more. Like, damn, this team is now one back to back and they've been to five out of seven world series. Right. Now it's like the, it, it starts climbing that ladder of like, Holy shit. Where we just saw mm-hmm. something that's, you know, a lot of teams win the world series and it's done like the Cubs. They won the world series 2016, bro. Not uh, just the Cubs. Look at this. I mean, the, the Astros are the first team, I think since, uh, 2014 to win two because you had, you had the Astros this year, Braves, Dodgers, Nationals, Red Sox, Astros. Cubs, Royals, Giants. Like, like, do you see all of them were different? Well, Giants won 2012, 14, right? Yeah. yeah. 2010, 12, and And 14. 14, yeah. 14, right? Yeah, I think something like that. But yeah, Yeah. since 2014, every year has been a different team since 2014 until the Astros won this year. Yeah, that's pretty crazy, actually, if you think about it. And and I'm going to rescind your comments of they won their second. I still don't buy it. I mean, until Barry Bonds, you know what? I'll I'll condone the Astros cheating when the MLB doesn't put an asterisk on Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa. And then, because if you're going to say, call that cheating when there was, everyone was doing it too. I mean, it's still, I mean, the home run King is Barry Bonds. Like the record is Barry Bonds. It's not like they, not to everyone. It's It's not to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But in the hall of fame, in the Mm -hmm. baseball hall of fame, do you know, there's an asterisk on the list and actual, there's an asterisk on the list at the pro, the baseball hall of fame. If that's the case with a Barry Bonds thing, it should be the same thing with the Houston Astros. We're either going to sure. even the playing field. Uh, I, I'm not going to disagree. That's how I feel. I won't disagree with that, but it's it, as long as it's not like I can't sit here and just say. I mean, the other teams that were playing against were caught cheating. Maybe not to their level too. So not I think. So I think the N- MLB really didn't want to open this Pandora box where every team was cheating. Like I think that's really what happened, and that's what seems like happened because there's some documentation about that. So. Yeah, but nobody cheated to the extent of that. No, no. That's why I believe. That's why I believe in general. Like, that's why this isn't being talked about more. Because what they've done is four World Series out of six years, winning two of them is pretty nuts. But I think there's just this like sentiment that like half of the people don't give a fuck and they hate them, right? Like, there's a lot of Yankees fans, Dodgers fans, a lot. People that watch national ESPN shows, if they're talking about the Astros right now, they're going to go click next show. Yeah, honestly, I think you are, I'm not saying exaggerating. I think not everyone shares your sentiment of hatred. I think a lot of people don't give a shit. I think it's a big difference. I think, um, I think it's 50, I think it's like 40, 40. I, after the Astros won, my generation cares. 
I had multiple people say, oh, look at the Astros, second World Series. A lot of Dodgers fans cared. I have a lot okay. of friends in New York that cared. Uh, th- those Seattle, are the cities. I think Seattle. So. Seattle hates them. Mm-hmm. Anybody yeah. that is in their division I, hates them. Oakland, okay. yeah. LA, Agreed. Seattle, Texas Rangers hate them mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So I would say there's a good like seven or eight markets that hate them. And then, like you said, there's probably another seven, eight, nine that don't give a shit. And then there's like a couple people that care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. I honestly, because it's baseball, I think if it was a different sport, they'd care a lot more. I think it's a baseball thing, not a Houston Astros or the level of cheating thing. I think it's a baseball thing. There's a big problem with baseball where people are not passionate about the sport enough to care unless it actually directly affected their team. Correct. Or if they're like, an, for us, it was the people in the division and the people that got directly affected. Those two yeah. things were like, fuck the Astros. And then, like you said, everyone else just doesn't give a shit. Like, cool, the Astros. It wasn't like the Yankees won. They're like, cool, the Astros won. Okay, moving on. I don't want to fucking talk about it. Like, it's so boring. Like, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's that's really where it is. And They don't have anyone that's that marketable. I know people be like, if you're from Houston, you'd be like, uh, like oh, Altuve, this person. They don't have a Bryce Harper, Aaron Judge. Uh, Altuve Otani. is very, 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 very marketable. But after the cheating scandal, he was not able to be marketed at Correct. all anymore. So um, that's he what had I mean the by they don't have anybody that's marketable. I don't mean that like nobody had the potential to be marketable. I mean, nobody's marketable. Like they don't have Bryce Harper, Shohei Otani, Aaron Judge. Trying to think like Acuna. They don't have any of those right now on their team because of because of the cheating scandal. So it makes it it does, it makes it a lot harder. They have Pena, but once again, Pena is very marketable. But the problem is because half of America hates the Astros, he just becomes unmarketable for some reason, even though he had nothing to do with it. He wasn't even on the team. It just makes them unmarketable. And they'll be like that only for a couple more years, then it'll be done. I agree. No, yeah, it's fair, bro. That's a very fair way to look at it. Speaking of nobody caring. Nobody cares about Ted Cruz in Houston, it seems like, George. Mm-hmm. Somehow, they put him on a car during the parade, which I don't I don't really know how that happens when, like, you know that, especially the people that are, like, sports fans there, the young people that are liberal in, in Texas that hate Ted Cruz. How, how did you have him on a boat? I, I've never seen that, or on a, on a car. I've never seen uh, that uh, happen. Uh, a float. A float, yeah. It was technically a car. but It was a car, but it was, yeah, it was, it was like a like, Usually a parade's a float, yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> But like, who made that decision? I think Ted Cruz himself made that decision as a politician. <laughs> like I'm going in the car. Yeah, I'm great. Fucking, I don't know if you make those choices. But, yeah, well, because there's no one there's like you know who we should invite to this one. Who? Ted Cruz. Yeah, like the guy that I don't know. I, I, I there's no way he can't make that choice. Do someone over there is like, hey, you, uh, did you did anyone message Ted about the parade? Like, no, Ted had to call in, and you can't say no because he's like, you know, big in politics. There's no, or his representatives called in and be like, all right, maybe it's a good place to show your face. You know, connect with the younger generation, Ted. Ted Cruz, like, all right, let's go. Goddamn, I don't know. Well, Joseph, what was his name? Uh, his name is Joseph Arsenado. Mm-hmm. Arkianako, I don't know how to say it. He's the guy who threw a beer at Ted Cruz. He's in jail. Yeah, <laughs> as he should be. He should be. I mean, the throwing the beer, like, as even if you don't like somebody, like I would never do that. I mean, even right? if you threw a beer at me, like if you throw a beer at anyone, you're probably going to jail. It's not just well, Ted Cruz. It wasn't an empty can. It was a full. You know how hard that is. That's like a rock, like a full course light. <laughs> it's kind of a dick move in general. Like I don't like your politics, so I'm gonna throw a full beer and try to injure you. Like that's a kind of dick move. Yeah. If anything. When he's driving by, do what everyone else did. Boo, flick him off. Give him a good old fuck you, right? Yeah. But like, if you double don't like bird. Someone, everyone yeah, likes bird. a good double bird. 
double bird and do it multiple times. Make it like a quadruple bird, you know, like, I don't know. Just like keep hitting him with the double bird. The double bird fist pump. Yeah. Call him a dick. F you. Screw off. We hate you. But you don't throw a full beer can at somebody because that actually like, I mean, if that you could like knock somebody out, like literally knock them out. I mean, that was probably his goal. I understand, but he should be in, he, he should be in jail. Uh, he'll be out like tomorrow. I'm sure it's $40,000 bail, but he, uh, they said he used and exhibited a deadly weapon, namely an unopened metal beverage can to intentionally. Okay, I mean, cruise. let's, 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 uh, pump the brakes on that one a little bit. A deadly weapon. I mean, I guess it could have killed him, but like a metal can't like he threw a beer at him. He was drunk at yeah. a parade. Like he, I don't think he went to the parade with the intention that like it was JFK and was ready to like shoot the guy you know what i mean he he saw him and he's like i'm gonna throw a beer at ted cruz because i'm drunk and he threw a beer at ted cruz yeah we got a lot of comments on this article i'm on that are like look at this idiot which this is how you feel too is uh yeah which like i know if you're a young person you're like yeah power to you like i'm young too i'm in my 20s but like i'm just one of those people like okay you're a bum like don't don't like i don't care what you think of ted cruz like i'm not i don't live in texas i'm uh, i'm sure i know a lot of people hate him he left to mexico when there was a a huge hurricane i don't know like sucks to suck but like i have no opinion on it right like he doesn't affect my life but people are like oh two dollar beer now cost you forty thousand most expensive beer you've ever paid for looks like a bum not surprised i think a lot of people i think a lot of people came to this podcast for your ted cruz takes so i'm kind of disappointed you don't have more i'm sure they did so much hate and violence from the liberals a threat to democracy this is this is this is what's so funny about it it just becomes like like, you now know all the comments are going to be like either somebody that extremely loves Ted Cruz freaking out over this or somebody that hates Ted Cruz. Like you should throw two at him. <laughs> yeah. No, like dude, people suck, man. That's like kind of just the common thread I've come to realize in life. Sometimes people, see, people okay. People can suck. People sure can suck. It's funny though. It, it is was, funny it, though. It, it, the, it is funny. He threw a beer at him, but he should be in jail. Yeah, absolutely. That's, That's like, probably where he should be. To me, it's funny. And, like, not, it for, is. and not for a Am very long time. Just be like, yo, dude, like, you probably shouldn't have done that. And he's probably, you know what? He's probably sitting there and like, yep, yeah, I was drunk. Probably shouldn't do it. And then yeah. they're like, all right, you're coming out of jail. All right. Either like his his like friend or his mom or dad or his girlfriend or whoever has to set bail for him. He's going to get an earful. And then he's going to be like, my bad. Yeah, I should And he's going to apply for jobs one day and be like, oh, you have this on your record. What is it? I threw a beer at Ted Cruz. And, like, the and if it's a like, very liberal job, they're going to love him. Yep. And they'll be like, oh, cool. Um, can you get started now? And yep. If okay. it's by Republicans, he's going to get thrown out of the building. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, That's how yeah. goes. That's, you know, one, one bad decision. <laughs> yeah. Very expensive beer for this guy. Oh, this guy. man. Well, People. anyways, fuck the Astros. And uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that their their parade got ruined by for some for a lot of people by Ted Cruz being there because once again, as I'd like to say on this podcast as a statement, is fuck the Astros. But they're really good. Um, so if you're an Astros fan listening to this and you're like, I'm gonna turn off this podcast if he says it one more time, I will say, seems really fucking good. <laughs> and it was one of the better teams I've seen in a long time. The pitching it was ridiculous, and uh, unfortunately. I could definitely see them winning another one yeah. not too long from now. Yeah, I, I've kind of, uh, just me personally, have remained on the sideline with the Astros hate because I know how good they are and I and they worry me and I don't want to have them like win the next two World Series and rub it in my face. So I've I've just kind of I've I have done a very good job staying on the <laughs> sideline with it. 
It makes no difference if you root for them or not. They still I'm gonna not, win. Oh, definitely not rooting for them. <laughs> but I know, but I mean, it makes no difference if you stay on the sideline or not. They're still going to be good or bad. So I know, I know. But... So unfortunately, I appreciate your uh, your theory, but it's not helping or hurting us. Unfortunately, fuck them. True, but it's definitely not hurting. George, I hate the Astros. Okay, I know Let's you do. On. I know you do. <laughs> uh, before we do NBA. I guess that you could relate this next topic to NBA because LeBron James owns a piece of this, right? Oh, yeah. True. Liverpool for sale. What did you say last night? How much did... Uh, I don't know much about soccer, guys, by the way, so I don't, I, know, I don't have much to say about Liverpool in general, but I think last night you said they bought them for 300-something million and now it's 5 billion. Yeah, I mean, people are saying they could sell for about 4 to 5 billion U.S. dollars and they bought them for about 300 million U.S. dollars in 2010, and that's a fucking good investment, man. I mean, if you think about like the return on that, oof, <laughs> oof, oof, oof. Um, they're owned by an American group, the Fenway Group, uh, the Boston Red Sox, obviously, Fenway. I do not know if they own any. Do they own anything else? Uh, Fenway. Fenway I, feel group, like, I think they own a lot of things. Okay. I mean, no, I don't know a lot of things. But any other like major sports teams or is it just I'm Liverpool? Pretty and, sure. Yeah. Well, you look that up. But yeah, so they're going to maybe cash in about three to four billion dollars in profit on the sale of Liverpool. Probably going to be one of the biggest bids in history. Chelsea just went for sale and sold for three billion. So Liverpool is probably going to even fetch more than Chelsea did. Uh, really quick. They own the Boston Red Sox. Mm-hmm. They own Fenway Park too, like the actual ballpark, which is okay. crazy. They own Fenway South, which is all the spring training bases of the Red Sox in That's Florida. So cool. They own Liverpool. Um, uh, they own Anfield, the stadium in wow. Liverpool. They actually own the stadium. They own uh Fenway Koloski Racing. It's a uh, in the NASCAR Cup Series. They own the Salem Red Sox, which is okay. part of the Probably minor league. league. It's a minor league team. Um, they own the New England Sports Network, the NESN. Wow. And they also own the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay. Wow. Uh, they own a lot of shit. Um, so good for them. They're going to and look. They haven't decided for sure if they're going to sell Liverpool. It's they're exploring options to see like how much they could actually sell them for. But it um, made me, I guess, want to play one of those games we always play, Sammy. Like, would you rather? And uh, I guess today's my turn. Uh, I know you're not a huge soccer guy, but um, I'm talking out. This is just straight business. Okay, so. I want us to take this would you rather in a business sense rather than a enjoyment sense. Like, would if you you're going to name soccer teams, I don't know. No, no. I'm going to do a okay. wall with American uh, counterparts. Because and... I might be like, uh, <laughs> what's one? Yeah, no, no. For? It's all going to be American counterparts, but I want you to think about it as a business decision, like not a would you rather uh, for enjoyment, if that makes sense. Like, okay. what do you think is a better investment? So, um, I'm just going to give a little background here on that one. Sam Liverpool is probably the most, I would say them or Manchester United. Oh, you want me to compare this to Liverpool? Yes. Would you rather Liverpool versus this team for investment purposes? So Liverpool's probably. Okay. I mean, there's, there's only like three American franchises that are more expensive than Liverpool. I I think it's the Cowboys, right? Yeah, yeah, probably cap, but that's what we're going to say for investment because we're going to sell for four billion. So you have to buy this for four billion, or you have to pay four billion for the other teams. So we're just going to do a little. Would you rather? Here, are you ready for it? Yes. All right. So Liverpool. No, but yes. Okay. <laughs> would you at rather own Liverpool 
or the New England Patriots? Which one's worth more? Okay, no. Remember, Liverpool might be worth a little more right now, but this is an investment. You're gonna, you're trying to project. Patriots. Patriots. Okay. Uh, do you want to? You're not answering this. Uh, I would rather own Liverpool. I think you have a little bit of a deeper uh, network with the whole entire world there. Liverpool or the Dallas Cowboys? Hold on, you're moving on so fast. One second. I'm looking up who's worth more right now. Are you doing that today? Today's net worth. I think Liverpool, according to Forbes, 2022, Mm -hmm. they were number in the world. They were number 12 in the world. Okay. And the New England Patriots are number eight in the world at 4.4 billion. Yeah. Okay. Um, Actually valued more. That's crazy. They're valued more. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why, I mean, I don't think uh, that's not a bad choice, Liverpool versus uh, New England. And and, and I'll be honest with you. Soccer is the most uh, popular sport in the world, but, but. Uh, the NFL has had this is also ins- growing, and it's yeah, it's growing probably at a higher clip, not because it's better or anything, but because soccer's been around for so long, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that I think these NFL teams are gonna be worth like 15 billion one day, and I don't know if soccer it's obviously gonna go up because that's how money works, but I don't know if soccer's kind of like it's also growing, but I don't know if it's like at the same rate as football worldwide, right? Because I know right. soccer's growing in like America, but like in Europe, soccer can't really grow much more than it has, right? It's right. Like the NFL the rest of the world, it can't yeah. grow much more. Maybe China, but China, I mean, that's NFL. And, and yeah, you get what I mean, right? Like, yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. That's why I think it's a fun would you rather. This is like an investment. Like you're buying a stock. Which stock would you rather have? I'd go for the Patriots right now. All right. I'm going to go Liverpool slightly because I think uh, I think the Patriots brand in general is really good. But I think it, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick really did a good job of elevating that brand. Um, Dallas Cowboys or Liverpool? Uh, Dallas Cowboys. They're yep, last year and this year, Forbes number one most valuable team in the world, uh, at eight billion dollars. <laughs> and Jerry yeah. Jones bought it for 150 million dollars in 1989. Jeez, yeah, and I'm going, I'm going Dallas Cowboys as well. Okay, that's America's team number one. Mm-hmm. America, that was just the word America, right? America's mm-hmm. team in the fastest growing sport in the world outside of soccer, but like, well. You know what I mean? The fastest growing sport in America is probably soccer, but like worldwide, football's so much younger than soccer, like American football. That yeah, that number there's a lot of room. There's up. a lot of room for growth there. Yeah, and they're just starting their first Germany game next week. Uh, yeah. that, that's just another market. That's the next. That's the third market outside of the U.S. Right? They did fourth, I guess, if you want to count Toronto. No, I'm talking about. I guess like I'm talking about where they played. Well, I guess mm-hmm. they have played in Toronto, but like yeah. that's normal for American sports. Yeah, I know. I guess I'm talking about like those like random, like the Mexico City. I guess they did do Toronto, Seattle versus Buffalo, but right. That's why yeah. I was saying like Toronto, but that, that's but Canada out- already watches American football. Yeah, probably. exactly. Yeah. All right, uh, let's just do two more NFL ones: uh, Pittsburgh Steelers or Liverpool. I'll just go Liverpool. I, I don't think right. Pittsburgh's gonna be growing much more as like a market. I think that that's history, but. It's not mm-hmm. like people want to go to Pittsburgh. All right, Chicago Bears or Liverpool? Fuck. Go go with Chicago Bears. Right, if you've been to Chicago, you know why. All right, I'm going to go... Uh, i probably go Bears as well. All right, NBA. Bears Knicks are or- valued at $5.8 billion. Yeah. They were purchased by the McCasty family in 1920 for $100. <laughs> 
That's so mean. You know, that hurts. Hundred bucks. Like I feel like you just punched me into the stomach there. That's, no, like uh, I could have bought them back. What the hell? I have a hundred dollars. I can buy. It. All right. Um, NBA. Knicks or Liverpool? This is probably the only <laughs> NBA team I take over Liverpool. Uh, the New York Knicks. They were bought for three hundred million dollars back in nineteen ninety seven. They are now number six in the world's most expensive franchises at five point eight billion dollars. All right. Um, I will go with the Knicks as well. And that's probably the only NBA team I take over Liverpool as well. Maybe the Lakers. Here we go. Lakers or Liverpool. Shockingly, George, the Lakers are more expensive than Liverpool as well. $5.5 billion. Um, I would actually go Lakers too, just because it's Los Angeles. It's basketball. They're already valued higher than them. Mm -hmm. Um, even based on this, like right now, you know, Liverpool's Liverpool's 22nd most valuable franchise. Yeah. And you have to 20, remember Liverpool is 20. not in, uh, it's not in London, right? Correct. If you move Liverpool to London, it might be, if you're talking like Chelsea, it'd be different, right? Yeah. It might be, I mean, maybe yeah, Chelsea, but there's so many teams in London that they're yeah. all competing with each other. So kind of, all right. Um, Can only, I give you I guess, a fun fact? Yeah. Really quick. You know, who's one spot above Liverpool for the most expensive franchises in the world of 2022 Tottenham probably. No, number 21 is the Seattle Seahawks at $4.5 wow, really? billion. Dollars, and uh, number 22 is Liverpool. Where's uh, Tottenham Hotspur, my favorite club? Right. It's not that easy to find. Just give me a second. Okay. <laughs> and then I'm going to only propose one baseball, two baseball ones, actually. So Yankees or Liverpool? See, the answer is Yankees. It has to be Yankees. Yeah, especially with the hat, man. You know how much merch you, that hat sells? Yeah. I've never seen so... Like, when I was in Europe, all you saw was New York Yankee hats everywhere. And, like, it's it's amazing. Like, it's the number one, I think, sports brand in the world. That logo, at least. The logo is the number one logo in the world. And, uh, all right, last one. Dodgers or Liverpool? Say it again. The Los Angeles Dodgers or Liverpool? Dodgers are valued much higher, so I'm gonna go with Dodgers. All right, last one. This one. You'd be for shocked you. how much higher these. Well, no, actually, Dodgers are ranked a little lower. I'm gonna go Liverpool. I changed that answer. Okay. All right, and then my favorite one for you, Sammy, the Houston Astros. <laughs> Liverpool is not even close, bro. <laughs> I know. I'm joking around there. Uh, just the FYI, like the Astros yeah. didn't even make the top 50. Neither did Tottenham. Okay, fair enough. Tottenham is nowhere on the top 50 of most valuable franchises in the world. Uh. And to explain how valuable American sports are, just for a second, George, because I think mm-hmm. this makes it very interesting. Because you talk about a team like Tottenham, right? They're in London. Right. And they're one of the biggest teams in the world, technically. It's the biggest sport in the world. Even Chelsea is 50th in the world. 50th, 5 0. Wow. At 3.1 billion. Paris Saint Germain, PSG, is at 48. You know who's ahead of them, for example? Above those two teams is the Brooklyn Nets, the Arizona Cardinals, the Clippers, the Buffalo Bills, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Tennessee Titans, San Francisco Giants, Boston Celtics, New Orleans Saints, Carolina Panthers. Right. You know, you know why I think personally is because there's too many teams in these major cities over there. Uh, well, that's one. And number two is the rights deals for uh, major sports networks like over there. Like, okay, how much do you think African countries that watch Liverpool have to pay? Like, it's not like they're giving huge amount of marketing dollars. U.S. marketing dollars are huge. Correct. You're only going to make so also, much out of Sri Lanka. Also, I know I know soccer is worldwide, but like, you know, you have 
Chelsea and Tottenham and whoever else in London, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not everybody's watching every game. NFL, like you're talking about like a holiday for everybody. You could be in North Dakota. You're trying to watch a Seahawks game and an Arizona Cardinals game right. and a, in a Las Vegas Raiders game. Uh, the markets are just so with the U.S. It's just so many people in so many different places to watch these these sports, and it's just a unique. You know, you're. I don't think there's going to ever be anything to match up to what the NFL did with this Sunday experience of like most of the games on one day, only 17 games in the year. Like soccer, one of the reasons hard for me to get into it, and probably the same reason it'd be hard for somebody in Europe to get into baseball. It's like, dude, there's a fucking game every day for the the whole year. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what? what uh, I mean, actually, no. It, God, okay. So I'm. I hate to be this, but actually, guy about soccer. Soccer is so it's so hard to explain. So, for example, Liverpool, huge team, right? So they're obviously playing a lot because they're in multiple leagues. They're in the Champions League and English Premier League. But let's say the Wolverhampton Wolves, right? They're an English Premier League team. Since the, the Premier League only plays once a week, so they're playing once a week. Okay, that's great, but that nobody cares about that team. So we're talking about the teams that people care about. So if you're talking about the New York Yankees, they're playing every single day. That's why for somebody right. in Europe, like, how am I going to follow all these sports teams that are playing like every single day? When you have a team like whatever you were saying, like you're, even your Tottenham team, right? They're right yeah. now in a Carabao Cup and a Champions League and a Premier League. And an FA Cup, and then there's a pause in the middle of the season for a World Cup that's happening. Like, there's but that's, so that, that's one time ever, though. I that's understand. Of, yeah, no, no, but that, that, this is normal. Like, if you think about it, like it's so like every year there's something. I'm I'm in the middle of a trying to understand soccer. Then you're like, well, this game technically is not part of Champions League or Premier League. There's actually this cup in the middle of these three seasons that's happening right now. So this game's now tomorrow's premier league. The third day's actually tomorrow. Actually tomorrow is Carabo cup. Just to let so, you know. <laughs> great. Exactly. My point is like for Americans, that's the, I don't, I, I'm not here to keep track of 75 different leagues, right. At what for one team. So I think that's why even it's hard for, totally. you know, maybe a European to say like, I'm going to turn on the, become a diehard Boston Red Sox fan. To- like, I totally get you it. You need yeah. to turn on the TV. What time? 7 PM. There is like, it's like midday for them over there. Right? It's like, yeah. oh, like 9 AM. Do you think they really want a 9 AM every day tune into the Red Sox for 160 games? No, 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 not. no. They can't do it. They can't do <laughs> yeah. it. But yeah, but and that's um, what makes it difficult. And I think that's where NFL is always going to be the king. And I think one day NFL will be the biggest sport in the world at, over soccer. I truly believe that. But I think that's like an, 80 years not like, yeah. like uh, maybe I, not in my lifetime i'm okay i was gonna say I, i'll guarantee in my lifetime soccer will always be the number one sport yeah, our lifetime doesn't mean and honestly honestly you know. you know what i think would be the i actually would look at basketball as a more of a potential to overtake uh than nfl i think basketball because anyone can pick up a basketball and play just like anyone can pick up a soccer ball and kick it uh, i think nfl is really hard because you can't really do a tackle football game on the streets of brazil yeah, but that they there's a reason they dominate TV ratings here. People love watching things they can't do. Also, that's why people love concerts, singers. Yeah, yeah, no, no, totally. Yeah, yeah, you might uh, very I, odd, I, but it's a, it is weird. But yeah, I think because kids, you know, you gravitate towards what you play usually, and I think kids will be very easily always going to be able to play soccer and basketball. Those are the two easiest sports to pick up and play at any place in the world. Yeah, yeah, I guess, but still, I don't know. I, I just have a feeling that. Football is just there's something about it, man. There's a reason it's doing what it's doing. So we'll see what happens. But speaking of basketball, let's get to our basketball topics today. All right. 
last night, Steph Curry. Well, fuck that. For, for fuck Steph Curry for a second, because we just talked about international basketball. So mm-hmm. we may as well bring up the Dwight Howard going to Taiwan, right? He announces he's going to the the Taekwondo Dra- Dragons. What was it? I I had it. Let me I pull that up. I for, can't even. Pre- it wasn't in. Ta- At first, I thought it was in Taipei. Great city. Well, I by told the you way. But, but, I told you. you told, no, I know. I know. You told me the, the Taiwan. The Taiwan Leopards. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's I think it's Taiwan City, like it's not Taiwan, but Taiwan, and like it's a city, so it's Taiwan City Leopards. Yeah. So she's playing for the Taiwan Leopards, uh, which is very interesting. So a couple of days ago, he was on uh, Club Shay Shay Shannon Sharp's podcast on yep. Fox, and he said he was like starting to get really pissed. He was like, "I'm offended." He's like, "I spent 15 years in this league, grinding. I want a championship. I've you know he's been the MVP caliber player. He's won multiple Defensive Players of the Years, and he's like." He said, just a year and a half ago, I was on a championship team where I had a lot of contributions, which he did. He was a big part of that Lakers team, like mm-hmm. a very underrated part of that Lakers team, to say the least. Uh, yeah. It's not like he was a stat killer, but he was great for them. And now he's having trouble getting a job in the league, and he settled for this. It It is very interesting how just like at one point in every NBA player's career that's not like named LeBron, Kobe, Jordan, you know, like even a Dwayne Wade, it just like overnight, it was like, okay, you're done. Like no one's going to sign you other than the heat. Mm. Cause they care about you in this NBA, man. Boom. Just like that. Dwight Howard's not an NBA player anymore. Yeah. And- but that's because Dwight Howard, I mean, regardless of what he says, I'm disrespectful. He's always been known as a handful and kind of a culture killer. So, I mean, and, and maybe the, the Lakers last couple stops though. Maybe. I mean, we don't know what it is behind the scenes. I'm sure it doesn't seem like the Lakers were uh, hell bent on bringing him back for a million dollars this year. Yeah, it's a little weird. You know, like we and don't know again, what's going on behind the, Lakers, the scenes. The Lakers in general have not been very good at figuring out their uh the roster. Yeah, their, their roster is not very good. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, man. But it's, I think it's weird. This, he could probably dominate this league though if he tries. That's the problem. Yeah, probably. Like, do you think he's gonna try? <laughs> no, he's fucking coasting, dude. It's Dwight Howard. Yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen. He probably got like two million bucks to do this. So you can be all over our social media, just like do it for a year or two. I just googled their team. Devontae Davis used to not Devontae, what was his name? They had a former player named something Devontae, Devontae Davis. I don't know. But yeah, I'll tell you his name. He played, I don't know where he played, but his name was, yeah, Deontay Davis. He extends Great. contract, former NBA player. That's what it says. That's that's a broad term, former NBA player. I know, former, seriously. For, formerly on an NBA roster player. <laughs> Bro, over there, that's how you say it. He played for the Memphis Grizzlies and the Atlanta Hawks. He In 107 career games, he averaged four points and three rebounds in 12 minutes a game. With all that's, due respect, my friend, I'm going to use the classic Stephen A. Smith line. What is it? We don't care. <laughs> this guy. Who the fuck's this guy? I don't know, but that, I mean that's their marketing. Like they're like a oh, former NBA player to sell tickets. Well, I'm more interested in talking about Dwight Howard than yeah. whoever that guy is. I uh, I don't think he's gonna be in an NBA roster ever again. This was kind of the final. It, it, he also has one of the most underrated careers. I think he's been very like unappreciated for how good he was for like a five year span. He was I like tot- I totally Shaq, agree with that. Right? Wasn't he like the next Shaq for a couple of years? Yeah, he did the Superman thing and blah 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 blah. I like I don't like I don't like Dwight Howard the personality but the player is fucking amazing. Yeah, I, I wasn't really getting to that. I was forget the Shaq thing. That's not where my point was of being the next Shaq. I was talking about playing basketball. So like Yeah, he, yeah I'm saying he was a great player. 
he took the magic with Hito Turkoglu and Jameer Nelson and, and Rashard Lewis to the NBA Finals and yeah. against Kobe and ruined our one chance of the Kobe LeBron uh, matchup. And he was he was that good. For yeah, a, oh, he was two. he was amazing. He was an amazing player. But just like the best Shaq, defensive it, players of our generation. Just like Shaq, it seems like there was either a missing work ethic at some point or a mm-hmm. lack of work ethic at some point or a lack of focus at some point because it went downhill quicker than I thought, unfortunately. Absolutely. Sad times. You want to talk about Curry now? Sure. Um, I guess Steph Curry's still pretty good. huh? Uh, I, I think people are now immune to how good the guy is. Like last night watching that game, he carried the team on his back. The team is now, what, 4-7, and seven, and they'd probably be 0-11 if it wasn't for Steph. <laughs> so... Um, they have I, not been very good, like as a team, like outside of him. Yeah, and I do think they will be fine. Personally, um, they won the NBA championship last year with a, pretty much the same roster. They still have the you know one of the best head coaches in the NBA. They still have it's just the problem is Clay Thompson can't shoot as much well as he used to right now, and Draymond Green and Jordan Poole's beef might we might have thought it was a little thing, but it might be a big thing. Yeah, and I wouldn't go as quick to just go ahead and say they won the NBA Finals, that means they're going to be okay. I do think they're going to be okay too. But that's not how, how it all works out. I mean, the Lakers post-2020 when they won the Finals was not the same team ever again. True, actually. Very true. Uh, and I, I'm i sure that year, both of us would have said, they have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. They'll, they'll be fine. right? They won yeah. the championship last year. I bet we both would have said that at this point. Mm-hmm. So there's always those cases where things just don't go the same. We've seen that with... Teams that forget even just winning the championship, also like making a finals or going really deep in the playoffs. And the next year, like, oh, this team's not very good. Good anymore. Uh, anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way to look that, at this it. This is not a hate on Steph Curry because he's honestly probably outside of like Giannis because Giannis is just like the best player ever for this year so far. <laughs> he outside of him, like Curry's probably the MVP of the season so far, the way he's carrying the Warriors. Yeah. But Draymond Green's. We and saw Luka. this last year. Draymond Green's been, you know, he's kind of reduced as a player here, and he's he's a great role, like a great. He needs the Warriors need him, and he needs yeah. the Warriors. But he's not like, you know, he's not averaging anything crazy. He's not like the not the best player in the NBA or anything, or even a top twenty guy. Right, right. Clay Thompson is not shooting the way he used to shoot, and Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins, who got paid, aren't playing like their contracts say. Right, even no, though they did last they're not. year, they're not. And in general, and James Wiseman is not like playing like a number one draft pick yeah well he's the number two draft pick so okay um, <laughs> but, but, he's not playing. but not playing like a number two draft pick either um yeah honestly we're 11 games into the season uh they had a five game losing streak i i i really do believe i mean it's so simple and i feel like an idiot even saying it i just feel like they're gonna be fine before the season we like the roster that doesn't change my feelings now like that they had a bad start um I just, it's a very shallow way to look at it. I'm telling you right now, it's a shallow way to look at it, but I do just have a feeling they're going to be fine. But we're going to find out here quick. They got Cleveland coming up next. If they beat Cleveland all of a sudden, that's, it looks like the second best team in the East. You're going to feel a lot better about them. Everyone will. So I'm telling you, about, I, it's a very shallow way to look at it. I'm not happy with my analysis here that I just think they're going to be fine, but that's my analysis, unfortunately. Yeah. It's a bad analysis. I'm don't. I'm not sitting here telling you. You know, it's a good analysis either. 
I think uh, I also think they're going to be fine. That's a good way to put it. But I do think that um, I think this could go like I didn't expect them to go as far as win the world, the championship last year. But I do think this team could drastically change over the next two years or next year or two. Uh, it's getting to that point if Clay never gets back to Clay. And then Draymond leaves, or if Jordan Poole and Wiggins don't play up to their contracts, I wouldn't be shocked if Curry is sitting there like playing MVP basketball. But this team's not as good as as the last couple of years, right? Sure. Because at some point, people get old. Like Clay Thompson, maybe for him it's not old, but it's the injuries just have added up, and he's just not the same player. Poole and Wiggins have to play like hundred million dollar guys, right? They have to if they want to be championship teams. Yep, Wiseman needs to play like a. He was a consensus. He was a consensus number one pick until the Wolves took Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, right? yeah. Um, so it's just a very odd situation there. I don't know. I feel like they'd have been so. Uh, this is a very random thought. I think like at a time like right now where they're struggling a little bit, I wish they had Lamelo Ball over Wiseman. Yeah, like he would have been a better option. I feel he's supposed to be such a cooler option than a Jordan Poole. Or a Wiseman coming off the bench. Yeah. Like even starting. I mean, I guess I don't think they messed that one up because I think Poole is actually really good. I don't know what's... I think he... Could, they had, would they rather have LaMelo or James Wiseman? Oh, okay, but then you don't have Poole all of a sudden because you have no use for Poole. So would you rather have... The no, pretend- you fuck that. You have no Wiggins. Get Wiggins uh, out. Who cares? <laughs> he helped them win the champion. Man, that team... St- See what I mean? Like, they just have so many players. That's why I think they're going to be fine. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see more from Wiseman as well. Yeah, I think we need to see more from everyone other than Steph Curry. That's pretty yeah, much the consensus. They all need to play a except, little bit. Uh, except Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is exactly what Andrew Wiggins has been his whole career. He's averaging 18.6 rebounds a game right now. That's Andrew Wiggins his whole career. If you expect more from him, you're not yeah. going to get more from him. And he'll play good defense in the finals like he did. Yeah. Because that's, that's what, that's what he like, is. Hey, you don't want to be the spotlight of the offense? Perfect. Play defense. Yeah. Okay, that's I can exactly do that. who he's been his whole career. I do not want to be the man. Okay, well, you will not be the man then. Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> he really doesn't want it. That's the funny thing. Like, he really doesn't. All right. Well, I think that's all for today, right? I think so. I think it's a good good, good place to stop. It's a good stopping point. All right. Much love, y'all. We appreciate everybody tuning in. A uh, couple things. Make sure you follow us ever at the Sports on Tap, as always. And you can find us. I'm Sammy on tap, S-A-M-I on tap. And we have George on tap. You know how to spell George on tap. Find us everywhere. It's not Jorge. Yeah, it's not Jorge. And also, if you'd like to bet with us, go to Prize Picks. Use promo code SONT, S-O-N-T. It is daily fantasy, not betting. So it's legal in states like California and Texas, a lot of places where regular sports betting is not legal. So go bet with us there. Follow us on all social. You'll see us post about it. And, uh, any support means the world. Love it, man. Well, George, you know what I like to tell the people? Hey, thanks for stopping by. Peace. <laughs>